0: The wheels do indeed keep turning. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Bath, Love Talk. I'm so happy uh, that uh, Mr. Harris is here with me this morning because Toto uh, went to Simi's funeral, which is, it starts in about 10 minutes. And so uh, the good people of the Swartzman Center um, made sure that I wasn't left high and dry. So I appreciate you, Patrick, and all the good folks over uh, doing the good work over there. Um, at the Big Voice Communications, uh, Natalie and Patrick. Thank you. So uh, it is very nice to see Ione? No. ENA. ENA. Yes. Now It's good to see you again because you've been out, you've been here uh, a while ago, but under a different, not, not promoting your own, talking about your own music. That's right. You know, I wear um, different
1: hats and um, (laughs) first and foremost, I want to express my uh, condolences to to Toto and send my thoughts and, and prayers to him. I actually saw him just yesterday when I was wearing my other hat, uh, my other identity, uh, Maurice Harris, um, working uh, doing my promotional work here at the at the Yale Schwartzman Center. And um, yeah, so today, you know, putting on my ENA hat, my alter ego, uh, <laughs> my, my artist hat. Um, here I am again and and very pleased to speak with you in this uh, in this format and around uh, around this topic.
0: I I I love that you have these hats because I I it just makes for an interesting life. I wear a lot of hats too, so I get it. So I, I, I love that you have the artist hat, you can have the professional hat, you can have all the hats, and then sometimes the stars align and you know all the hats fit. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, for me, I don't feel like there's that much of a difference between them. I always describe, you know, the, the connection. On one side, I'm an artist, and the other side, I'm an arts administrator. And then when you look at sort of the, the shape of arts today, I feel like you really, um, artists really have to be disciplined in both areas, um, really in order, to, in order to sort of excel as artists, really. Um, they have to have an understanding of the business, of the administrative side. And so for me, I, I really, uh, actually, quite enjoy uh, working on both sides of the house. Not only that, you know, I really love the opportunity to um, promote the works of other artists, especially works that I feel, you know, that, that really resonate uh, with me personally. That you know, you want want to uh, want the rest of the world to be able to share in and, and enjoy.
0: I love it. So tell me about fracture. Fracture. Tell me about this. Tell me all about this. Right.
1: So Fracture, this has been quite an experience. Um, Just over a year ago, so a year and maybe a few months ago, um, I was on your program with my brother Rod, my co-founder of 15 Records, (laughs) yes. And around that time, so that was around the time that I had released my last album, For Those Who Remain. So if you recall, the theme of that album was around the intersections of racial, social, and environmental justice. Um, inspired in part by um, Octavia Butler's work, uh, *Parable of the Sower* and
2: mm-hmm.
1: *Parable of the Talents*, and so that was um, that uh, sort of led me down a certain path, a certain uh, and, and really sort of and really sort of just led naturally into this the new wave of inspiration and introspection. So the process around this album *Fracture*, the, the process of how it came to to be, was a bit different from. For those who remain, I think for those who remain was much more um, externally focused. Uh, things that you know, I was reading in the media, things that I was you know sort of studying even academically the connection between racial, social, and environmental justice. Whereas here, uh, fracture became very introspective, and in some respects um, a bit dark. But also, I think in keeping with my my, my typical format. With this glimmer, this glimmer of hope, and so with fracture, it was really about taking a step back or taking a step inward, perhaps, and, and taking a look at all those things that I had put my faith in, um, and that I think people tend to put their faith in things like religion and government, and you fall back on the things that you have been taught to believe about love and acceptance, and and when you see these things breaking down, just systematically breaking down, you know, how do you um, how do you express that? And what can you do with that? And so this idea of fracture, you know, emerged. I leaned um, much more heavily into the sci-fi um, aesthetic that, that sort of began with. For those who remain, this idea of you know leaving the earth or experiencing things that you know are that, that feel so unreal, you're asking yourself, could it happen here? And really just uh, exploring that further uh, through fracture. But like I said, you know, at, at the end. Uh, to some degree there's a there's a happy ending or at least a glimmer of hope recognizing that we ourselves individually we have the power to change um how we see the world and how we build from these fragments from this fracture uh, how we repair these rifts and create um you know create a new world based on you know new ways of seeing new ways of believing um that work that 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 may work for today and that may work for the future rather than basing you know all of our beliefs all of our faith on the things that we uh, might have been taught to trust in from the past.
0: Mm. Did it lift you? Did it lift you? like if it if it if it started off with a little darkness, did it lift mm. you in the end to a place of perhaps?
1: It was cathartic. It was cathartic. So and I think in that sense, it did lift me because it it was um, almost at points of purification process. I think, for example, about the the current single, the last time. So the last time, it's an interesting story. I actually wrote that song back in the early 2000s. And um, for, for those um, internet sleuths who know where to look, they can still find the original version of this track, which sat with the, so that the melody of the song and, and the, and the ma- major components of the arrangement um, are very similar. So you'll recognize it immediately as the same song, and you'll recognize the, the, the vocalist as well. But this version, this new version, when I started to, to to sort of pour myself my feelings into this new version, it it became very heavy, much more sort of um, almost gothic, almost gothic feel. I'm finding that a lot of you know gothic playlisters on on, on Spotify, for instance, have really picked up um, on that element of it, and rather than try to dial that back again, I just leaned into it. I said, this is sort of the opportunity to express like what this song really means beyond the, you know, the original, maybe superficial, um, you know, aspect of this song about, you know, broken relationship. There's a million songs about a broken relationship, but this broken relationship, when I look at it uh, in a new lens and with, with maybe older and wiser eyes, this new lens had a lot more to do about, a lot more to do with you know, social breakages and, and breakages in a, on a much deeper level um, that get us caught into these uh, caught into these cycles and these patterns that um, can be ultimately uh, very harmful if we don't you know, make an effort to recognize them and to break these patterns. Um, or to accept that that's you know perhaps what we want for ourselves. And you know, if if, uh, if we if we recognize that about ourselves. Um, So that I think was, you know, for me, it was in in that way, cathartic or even cleansing Mm. to be able to just get that out.
0: Now, do you stay in a constant state of reflection and retrospective? And do you do you approach all the music with that sense of let me dig deep? let me? I love that you asked that question, because
1: if you had asked me that question maybe 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, the answer would have been probably not. Asking me that question today, I would say absolutely yes. Ironically, a lot of the my approach to music today is actually inspired by my academic practice. Um, I think about you know one of the one of the more inspiring sort of academic theories that uh, I I've been engaged in is something called Theory U, which is um, it, it's actually it emerged out of MIT, a professor from MIT that had written about um, ways of it's like U-shaped this U-shaped change process, and you know, I, I think about the three sort of major components. The first first one is all about um, when you uh, when you become sort of interested in a topic, researching everything that you can to that you can about this topic. And then the next piece is sort of uh, digesting that and understanding it and reflecting on it very intentionally. And then the third part is you know applying that. How do we um, how do we create change based on that? And so. I, I actually apply that model to my music as well, uh, making it a very sort of intentional part of the process to reflect and uh, not just to, not just to um, I think it's very easy as artists, it's, it's a very artistic thing to do to um, just write about our experiences, to write about the feelings with, without perhaps taking a step back and um, unpacking those feelings and digging a little deeper and maybe, um, understanding kind of the roots and history of those feelings and <laughs> trying to art- articulate those those more nuanced aspects of um, of feelings. And so yeah, I think for me it's a very intentional part of the process.
0: So when you listen to other artists, like what what do you what do you what do you gravitate toward? I mean, I know everybody like, "Oh, I listen to all kinds of things." And that's true. Mm-hmm. But when when you want to when you want to vibe, when you want to be intentional about what you're listening to. What do you What do you seek out? What do you pull from the from the from the archives? What do you listen to right now? That kind of right, stuff. Right, right. It
1: depends on it depends on my mood. Um, it really does. I can tell you that it is, you know, because I spend a lot of time in my own thoughts. Um, <laughs> sometimes I do just want to have fun, and you know, I just want to listen to music where I can just, you know, move and not to think too heavily about anything but having a good time. Um, and then there are other times when you know I'm interested to hear how other artists are intentionally using their work to um, inspire change or or to maybe um, to you know to shake things up a little bit uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of the messaging in terms of the content. you know I'm thinking uh, we were talking about the multiple hats I, I, I wear, you know, I was thinking just recently when uh, we had a student uh, student event uh, here at Yale with uh, Viano Antiano was on the on the lineup, um, a, a trans uh, trans woman rapper from Puerto Rico, and just listening to really wow. inspired by how she uses her work to um, and her lyrics to drive um, social change, but in a very sort of using this entertainment platform as a platform for driving social change in a very powerful way. So, yeah, so it really just, for me, it depends on my mood. And then I, I, you know, if I look at my personal playlist right now, um, I was really digging the Deep House cut that came on just before this interview, because, you know, I've got a lot of Deep House uh, in my playlist right now that just takes me to, that takes me to my happy place. That for me is like musical comfort food, so. That's what I like to be, especially when the weather's starting to, to cool off like it is now.
0: Yes. And uh, speaking of deep house music, uh, you know, the, the 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 Queen Bee herself has dabbled into the world of house music in her okay. what is it renaissance album. OK, Beyonce. And uh, I don't know if you've heard any of it, um, but she she taps some, you know, old, like Sylvester and some old school heavy hitters. And uh, I don't know if you listen to popular music like that.
1: I love love it. I am there for it. I'm going to be I'm going to go listen to it after this interview. I have to tell you um the time and energy that one invests into producing an album um it does kind of you you don't spend a whole lot of time list. you know, expanding uh the, your your listening uh during that time or at least uh, I don't. I think that for me it happens in waves. So now that I'm sort of coming off of the production of Fracture is when I go out and look at look for all those things that I may have missed <laughs> because I had my you know head so firmly planted in the production of the album. So I'm, I'm on the lookout now for really great new music that I haven't heard yet.
0: Now, do you get to, you know, things have lifted a great deal. Do you get to go and perform your music? Do you get to go see other people perform music? Have you done any of that kind of stuff yet? And will you do yes. that?
1: Yes and yes. Um, so this one will probably uh, make you laugh just because it's, it's no surprise that when Kraftwerk was in town, I was there for it. I went to see Kraftwerk on <laughs> the town, course, you know, the electronic music the connection there. And uh, my having been a Kraftwerk fan, literally as long as I can remember. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, went to see them at, uh, uh, Muse- oh, I have to think of the name of the, the venue, I keep forgetting the name of the venue. It's right here in downtown New Haven, but in any case, went to see Kraftwerk. And I will have a performance of my own coming up on September 30th at oh. Next Haven. Yes. Oh. yes. oh!
0: Oh! Next Haven is so letting people perform in there. Oh, uh, well, they're letting me
1: perform in there. There. It'll uh, <laughs> uh, be the album. It'll be the album release party. And uh, this. Event, I hope I'm on that list. <laughs> you are absolutely so. Check your email for the invitation. This event is also on Eventbrite, so anyone who's listening can. Um, can get a ticket while they are still available. This is a really interesting performance though. We're, we're billing it as um, an excital. So we, we made up this word. It's a combination exhibition recital. So for the past year, as I have been producing this album, I've been working with a group of local um, creatives, black creatives here in New Haven called the Collective New Haven, the Collective mm-hmm. NHV, And they have been um, creating a collection of photography, which we'll be presenting as a series of, of posters. Um, uh, in an exhibition style there at the uh, there at the event um that chronicles the story of the album. So kind of similar to for those who who remain my previous album, this album here, while the the songs can be taken individually, when you listen to the songs and when you listen to the song sequence from beginning to end um a, a concept album sort of emerges and, and there's a story that's being told and so the idea is to, Um, bring in uh, an audience to actually experience visually what the collective was imagining as they heard the album taking shape. So they had the benefit of hearing the album uh, take shape over the past year or so, and we'll exhibit those works. And then I'll perform um, selections from the album uh, live there at the the event as well.
0: Wow, this is is cool now. Uh, When's the last time you performed?
1: Wow, it's been a minute. since pre-pandemic and actually, whoa, since, yeah, and since pre-New Haven. So, if you recall, I uh, moved to New Haven in January of 2020, mm-hmm. and so I think the my last live performance was actually um, in Cincinnati. I spend so much time, and when I say in Cincinnati, this would have been 2016-ish. I spend so much time um, in doing studio production, not just my own work, but you know, studio production for other artists as well. That uh, my focus until very recently actually had not been on live performance; it had actually been on on studio production. And then, as I have been, uh, you know, kind of around the release of, of my most recent works, um, not only my label but uh, other other arts friends of mine, including members of, of a collective that I'm a part of, the Midnight Oil Collective, also based here in New Haven, have really been nudging me to you know get out there on this, st- get out of the studio and get on the stage. They they um, really enjoyed you know kind of Hearing, hearing the work, hearing the work take shape, and they've wanted, uh, you know, broader audiences to be able to experience that live. So, how do how I think you, of that.
0: How you uh, balance all of this? How do you craft an album? Uh, do your artistic, professional work, cultivate artists for your label, yeah. and 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 then maybe perform some of it. Like, how do you? How do you? What's your day like?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because um, I. it's interesting because on one hand, I could answer compartmentalization. So this idea of you have to keep everything in these tidy little buckets. But for me, I think that it's the antithesis of compartmentalization. There's so much blur between all of these, you know, all of these various things that they they all sort of go together. So it's like one compartment. And then I have another compartment, which is downtime. (laughs) So we've got all this work that sort of fits together. And then we have downtime. So for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, Constantly asked this question. I was actually asked the, the, this question just yesterday, and it, it, for me, it just all seems to fit together because um, it's something that I, you know, it's something I love doing. It's something I enjoy doing, so it's never something I feel like I have to find time for. And I, you know, just if I may wax a little spiritual for a moment, for me, that that's you know, sort of an important part of my own spiritual practice. I recognize what, you know, just check in with myself and recognize when something, whatever it is that I'm doing, feels like it really is a drain on my time and a drain on my energy, that's when I have to, you know, really think a little more carefully around, is this something that I should be doing? Is this really where my focus should be? I found that, you know, no matter how busy, you know, my music or the arts administration work um, keeps me, how it occupies my time, that's a different kind of different kind of tired at the end of the day. That's a very mm. satisfying uh, feeling at the end of the day, you know, that you're going to rest and you can look forward to getting up and doing that again versus, um, you know, the kind of burnout that you might feel when you're doing things that just don't just don't nourish you. Yeah.
0: So what does re- rejuvenation look like for you? Like, is it a walk in the woods? Is it, you know, what do they call it? Tree bathing or wood ba- You know, what do you, sometimes, what do you do? Sometimes I do, I do love to get out and walk in the woods. I do love to hike.
1: Um, but I also love to get out of town, uh, and um, interestingly enough, I think when a lot of folks get out of town, it's to go to some hideaway, some natural retreat somewhere. I tend to enjoy visiting cities, uh, and <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've got you know again this dichotomy. Yeah, run to my, the noise, run to run, the thing. Right, run to the noise, run to the bustle <laughs> of the city, and then retreat back here to
0: New Haven when I uh, when I'm done. So what do you what do you want when people hear this album? and it releases at the uh, you said the end of october or
1: the end of september 30th so september 30th the album drops september 30th is the uh, the fracture recital the 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 exhibition recital release party that we're doing so it all drops on september 30th
0: so what do you want when when people see it what do you hope as an artist you what do you want people to take away from it or do or do you stand back and say you know what i don't i don't care what people get from it whatever they get from it i don't have a I don't have an expectation. Do you do that? I
1: have expectations and I recognize that I have very little control over what they will ultimately interpret from the project. And interpretation is very important. So I have my intention, I may have my intention but I think that the the interpretation um, is what will mean the most in the end, uh, so to speak. So the intention, is really a recognition of um, the breakages in our systems, and I'll use that term intentionally broadly, so wherever we fit in that and whatever role we play and owning that and taking accountability for it, but also recognizing our power in that, that we have the power to change um, who we are and by virtue of that fact that we have the power to change who we are, we can change the world that we live in it sounds so simple but it's a very compli- it's a very nuanced and complicated thing as we know when we try to live that day-to-day it's one of those things it's easier said than done that's the intention um but the interpretation like i said uh could be you know very different and that's what the that's what the audience will
0: feedback to me i like it so talk to me about the business of music You know, I mean, I I imagine just as a spectator that it has changed a great deal because there are so many opportunities for folks to get their music out there without sort of a big record deal. Right. Like they don't have to they can actually put their own music out there. And we've seen the success of people doing that um, throughout the various streaming and all that kind of stuff. Where do do you see all that going? And, And where do you where do you think you fit in and have some? Some say in, in how to move your music. It's a double-edged sword, the
1: um the democratization of music, as I've called it. Um, and I say it's a double-edged sword because to your point, there are so many opportunities for artists to get their music out um these days. The um the the flip side of that is um the Question sometimes around the quality or the curation or the, you know, um, and the fact that there is just so by virtue of the fact that there is so much out there, um, how do you choose, you know? And uh, for me, I think that that's kind of a fun part of it, just the exploration and the discovery of new music. Uh, but we also find that, you know, even still, you know, major corporations uh, find, you um, ways to elevate and promote their artists over other artists even within these digital platforms. We find that a lot of these digital platforms I'm going to sermonize a little bit and go into my um, go into my my manifesto against you know corporately controlled music. but um, uh, you know what we find these days is a lot of these platforms, Spotify, Apple music, streaming platforms um, tend to serve as a wonderful point of advertising and as much as they you know can can get the artist's music out there. And the curators on these platforms, you know, do a a really great job of selecting music based on people's tastes and being able to to recommend to them um, new things that they may not have discovered, new artists that they may not have discovered. Um, However, we find that, unfortunately, those same models can be very unprofitable for the artists. You know, just the, 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 there's very little to be made, for example, through just streaming music. And so, to your your point, you had you had suggested or implied that there may be um, other ways, other opportunities for artists mm-hmm. to to proliferate uh, their works. And for me, I I have really been interested lately in the idea of these combination exhibition recitals. So the Fracture Recital that I, that I'll be doing on September 30th at Next Haven um, is not actually my first foray into this type of uh, into this type of work. Just recently, I collaborated with a group of visual artists um, in Cincinnati uh, to develop a custom, so, so to develop a soundtrack, if you will, or develop music for a custom exhibition that they had placed in um, in a gallery in Cincinnati. And that music will in turn be released as a standalone EP, or we may flesh it out a little further so that it's a standalone album, but really playing with this idea of, um, of arts collaborations uh, as, as a sort of niche
0: uh, at least for my work. I, I, I like that idea. That's a that's a very interesting way to sort of, it does a couple of things for me. Um, it gets artists and different artists together, right? You, you're in a gallery space that isn't necessarily used for performative kinds of things. You walk in, you look at the art, you walk out. But now you get to stay and see some art being created and showcased and married um, it weighs out. People don't really experience. So right. do you think this is a brave new world? Um, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> we, um, yeah, you know, this is not it's
1: it's not new to put music and you know visual arts together. That, that's not a new thing. I think the new aspect, the the more nuanced aspect of it um, that I've been trying to do is to do this in a very intentional way. So the visual art is developed in tandem with the uh, the the musical work. It's designed to be together. And then those components also can be taken apart, so the visual artist, for instance may um, may commercialize their works the, the visual works the, the artifacts from this uh, exhibition. similarly, the musician can commercialize the artifacts from you know the, the, the musical piece, but then there is this you know purely artistic piece this uh, this this immersive experience that they've created together that they can also recreate for audiences to continue to enjoy
0: now what, what...
1: Will anything be for sale? Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So uh, I would be remiss if I didn't put a plug in for uh, the collective. So I had mentioned at the exhibition on the 30th that there will be a uh, gallery exhibition will be um, sort of positioned as posters. And so the posters will be available um, for sale and for order at the event, as well as uh, the Fracture album. So I've gotten away from, very intentionally, to sort of environmental sort of... Uh, it really comes with my own conviction for environmental conservation. Instead of printing albums, I do promote downloading um, of music. And so the uh, folks who attend the event on September 30th, each person will receive a download code for a free copy of the, of the full album.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, will it ever be on? You know, I'm old school. I, I like something in my hands, vinyl, CD. I get it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can help you up. <laughs> yeah, we. I, like, I no, I appreciate. The, it. We haven't mass-produced
1: the CDs, but I'm sure that we can. Uh, sure that we can make something for you, Babs.
0: Listen, I, I'm I'm here for the environment. I'm here for it. But you know, there's a little bit of me that's like I still like a piece of vinyl or a little <laughs> CD in my hand. You know that kind of thing. So, uh, all right. So, so after you do this, um, are you thinking about the next project? Are you always thinking about the next thing?
1: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny because, um, you know, by the time an album is released, you know, like Fracture, for instance, by the time this project is re- released, I'll probably be a third, if not halfway into the next project. It just tends to be my own process, my own cycle. Um, the music, you know, when when you think about the work that goes into just releasing an album, so the music for the album is actually done months ago and it, it's from then until now just... Uh, really uh, building up to the exhibition and and, and promoting the work. So uh, you know, there's there's um, there's no shortage of of inspiration, thankfully. And I like to use that, uh, use that time to, uh, you know, to create. And then I'll take some uh, intentional and perhaps much needed breaks in between.
0: To, to the big cities. <laughs> yes, to the big cities. So now when you talk about inspiration, before I let you go, we gotta we gotta play um, the song uh one of the songs from the that one of your songs are going to play that was sent to me right. um do you do you walk around with a notebook how do you how do you capture inspiration mm-hmm. i know when i'm inspired by something if i don't write it down if i think oh i'll remember yeah. i won't remember
1: i get my best ideas when i am running love to run the Farmington canal trail and usually when I'm about two and a half miles into a five mile run, you get that stroke of inspiration. And I'm like, seriously, I have to try to repeat the idea in my head <laughs> because I don't want to, you know, break my stride and then pull out my cell phone and type in the but that's usually where they end up. They end up in the notes section of my iPhone. So yeah. That's, that's,
0: that's pretty fun. good. I'm I, I love that people run that Farmington canal. It, it it runs by my house. I live in Newhallville. So mm-hmm. I, I, I always see people running it, running forward and backwards. I used to walk it. I used to run it when I could run. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that we have that little gym in our city for yes. people who uh, come into town and need some running in That's city. Cool. So I, I, I certainly enjoyed this, this conversation with you. Um, I'm looking forward to this, to this EP launch or to this ex- oh. exhibition music thing. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. thank you so much for, for, um, jumping in for Toto today. I appreciate you so much, Yoni. And, uh, Harry, if you want to, if you want to play us out with, uh, with the song, with the music, I'd appreciate that. And, uh, I will see you, Yoni, when you, uh, when you launch, when this drops. Thank you. I look forward
1: to it.
2: Thank
0: you so much. Mm-hmm.
2: Killing time Several hundred years Amount to castles that will never order Songs I write but cannot sing myself Have dreams of spaceships and their secret Plans to take us somewhere Else the mirror's cold the glass is too tonight. I feel so old, so used to pain from this malfunction, filling up my mind and spirit. My mind, when every thought I think returns to cards and pictures, countless roses, precious moments, moments.
0: to go because my producer gonna cut us off but man <laughs> that was hot thank you thank you that's even a whole different light <laughs> that was like bad boy <laughs> rock star <laughs> uh, uh, not you only that's pretty hot i'm gonna tell you thank i you. like it nice group thank you so much for letting us play it
1: thank you so much for playing it and i i hope that you are able to make it on september 30th I hope that everyone listening uh, is able to make it on september 30th to the uh to the excite all
0: right I'm, I'm excited you have a good weekend you and too. uh i'm gonna this is in my head now i'm gonna <laughs> go download it and play it some more <laughs> thank you so much my friend i'll see you soon see you bye thank you harry i'll see you on monday y'all have a good weekend and be safe out here all right bye now <laughs>